What's up, guys? We back here on Jumping Bases in another special, special episode. This might be my favorite one because I got two of my homies with me. You know, I'm talking about the OG base. I'm talking about the Astros. Do you feel the energy? I don't think they feel the energy. I don't think they feel the energy. I don't think they're going to feel the energy. But like I said, welcome to Jumping Bases, another special episode. I'm going to pass it off to my co-host. Thank you. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's Coach Steve. We are here with a special episode. Before we get into it, have to shout out our sponsors. So shout out to AT&T. And since the sandbox, we have two special guests. So before we get to the guests, have to of course mention the one, the only, Christoph. That's right, Christoph is with us on another episode of Jumping Bases. And like Kamari said, we have two Astro OGs, two base alumni, coaches, instructors. Welcome, Brianna Jordan, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys doing? for having me. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> hey, what's up? How y'all doing today? I'm happy to be here. So throughout today's podcast, you know, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be able to, you know, discuss some times, you know, with you guys as players and then obviously now coaching and, you know, some of the changes that we've seen throughout the game, some of the changes that we see through the players. And obviously we have a current player here in Kristoff. So wherever we can share some love of the game and just, you know, try and acknowledge him, feel free to do that. But, you know, just want to get things started with how you guys got connected to the base and when that really started. I'll start first and share my first interaction with the base started when Steph, Robert, and Jimmy Caruso were going and doing practice in East Boston gyms, the Umana gym specifically, and there would just be, you know, 40, 50 of us lining up just going to practice and not thinking anything of it, not even knowing about the base at the time, and that later got us introduced to the base hits league where, you know, I probably played against some of you guys playing on the base team representing Eastie, so I don't know which one of you two got introduced to the base first, but Brian, why don't you get us started? Yeah, Jordan definitely was on the Astros before me, but um, but <laughs> <laughs> wow now, yeah. But um, the way I the way I came in connection with the baseball, the Astros was I was playing for the Padres in the South End Baseball League, and I, I played that, yeah. Pito. Pito was my coach, and his team was also inside the South End League. And I ain't going to shout out no names, but I gunned a couple people when I was a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that moment on, I was always on the, I was always traveling with them. And I got some great lifelong friends from that team. That's awesome. Jordan? My introduction to the Astros was when I was about nine years old, to Jeez, be honest. dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. So I've been with the Astros since I was about nine. So about Kristoff's age, right? So Kristoff, yeah. you're about nine, ten, right? Yeah. yeah. So I started the Astros when I was your age. And one of my first team is the Mariners, the cap that you have on right now. Wow. Hey. Yeah. Look at my yeah. boy excited now. <laughs> Bro, so was, now he want to talk. <laughs> that was... But no, the crazy, and I don't, I don't, I would probably have to see their face. It, it's been a while. It's been almost like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's a long time. So, you know, the Mariners and then I was on the Tigers when I was about nine to 10 years old. Ooh, yeah. That's the team I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I got to 12 years old, I got onto the, uh, the Cubs and then the 13, when I got to seniors, I was with the Royals. But then mm-hmm. I also played like Bay State Astros travel ball and things like that. So I've always been like on an Astros team from nine all the way up until like I was about 19 years old. But in the mix, you know, June was working this base concept, you know, cause he's a South End Astros guy, you know, he's one of the originals, but he always had a, a vision for something different, which was the yes. base. Yeah. And that came, the concept came around when I was about 
maybe like 14, 15 that I first heard of it, which was the first time that I played with June on a travel ball team. Kind of similar to what the guys are doing tomorrow, the guys leaving to Florida. So around 15, 16, I was playing with Junior Lewis. That was my first time under his leadership. And a lot of what you see today in the base in terms of, of you know, philosophical things, he was already preaching to us at that age. Of course. You know? And so it started this little ripple effect, and that's how I play baseball. Ever since then, that's by my, uh, that's been my mentality of baseball with that's the right. Astros. Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, we have a lot to talk about as far as baseballs go and everything goes with the base. But, you know, you guys do amazing things outside of the base, too. So if you guys quickly want to touch upon that, Jordan, we'll start with you because I know you're going down many avenues outside yeah. of base right now. Yeah, so basically uh, what I do outside of the base, yeah. you're asking? So, you know, besides my time here at the base, you know, coaching, instructing, you know, I do a little Uber on the side, you know, just for some extra money. But in terms of like hobbies and things like that, I like looking into, you know, the drone industry. Um, I do have a drone. I've been doing that for a couple of years now. It's a big industry. Um, definitely should look into it. And it's fun, you know, it's something recreational that, you know, I'm into photography, videography. Aside from that, you know, I love to learn about crypto and NFTs. And then I do a little bit. I mean, I don't really tell everybody, but, you know, I, I do take some jujitsu outside of this okay. as well. Yeah, so I don't. Like a money I, man and a ninja man? No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> something ninja at night. <laughs> I don't really like telling too many people, but, you know, just for, you know, not to be so vague about yeah. what I do outside of And building of on the, um, like the, like the drones. For my birthday, my dad entered this competition with, like, thousands of people, I think. And, um... He actually won the drone because the price was... Oh, price. oh, was it one of those, um, was it like our fundraisers here that we had or was it outside of the base? Uh, no, I never, I never heard of the base. Oh, okay, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know somebody won a fundraiser or something. That's probably... Yeah, that's how when, like, the, um, yeah. the, pi the pictures came in, uh, Walmart, like, supported and they gave us prizes for people who won. And those are drone. Are you talking about that? Like yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, drones is super fun, and that's good that you know about drones now. That's awesome. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing, Jordan. Now, Breon, we know you got a lot going on outside of the base as well. So feel free to share upon that, and then we'll swing it over to Coach Cat. Yes, outside of the base, I do a whole lot of music. I mainly do a lot of music between Florida and New York. I do a lot of music with producers from New York, cause they're just honestly they're just the most fun to be in the studio with it's a different vibe than being in Boston I feel like in Boston it's very businessy and in New York music is just like fun it's always fun and I love being around there live? um not live in Boston is actually more fun I'll be honest about that because okay. um they kind of resonate with you more when you're home so it's it's really awesome so it's like oh from Boston blah blah everybody goes crazy off rip like the energy is awesome and it's, it's just really fun to be in front of the crowd in Boston. But when I am in New York, a lot of people shout out Boston, which is kind of awkward because I'm, you know, 
Wait. Boston Yankees fan. Yeah. yeah. New York so, shouting out Boston? Yes. I was like, oh, guys, I'm from Boston. They're like, Boston. I was like, okay, not what I was expecting, but I love it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything <laughs> outside of baseball. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, oh, welcome to a different world. It's literally a different world. And um, follow me at BT the Artist everywhere. Apple Music, YouTube. You can find my music everywhere. Oh, once you get in the baseball stadium, when when you say you're from Boston, every, everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Come on, you have anything to get these guys started? Honestly, I'm happy that you guys have been a part of the basis journey um since the beginning. All of us coach now, you know what I mean? So what is what is your main thing you want to give back? Of course we could all say knowledge or we could all say uh, a skill or something, but your what is your moral what is your mission as a coach now? To, for the younger guys, and I see you, Jordan. You with the yeah, you, you know, on Saturdays you with the younger guys, Breon. I see you on Wednesdays you with the girls and stuff. So it's kind, it's kind of cool to see you guys find your niche outside of being players and stuff. So what would you, what would you have to say to go off of that? Great question. I think, you know, one of the main reasons coming back to the base is to pass down my experience, you know, to the younger guys, especially the younger guys. You know, the older guys. You know, they, they work a lot on like mechanics and things like that. And but most importantly, what I want to pass down to the younger kids is that uh, that that passion and and how to approach the game and how to respect the game when they're playing, you know, um, because a lot of us come into the baseball world and we kind of take it for granted. We're just here. We're playing a game. Right. And that sometimes can be good right but then you also forget why you're playing right you're there to have fun but it's all about really you know respecting the game right a lot of us we step over the white line and we forget and 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 we take the game for granted and we don't step over the line is that baseball etiquette you know what i'm saying for sure uh, making sure that that there's discipline you know you're not slamming your helmet you know you you have sportsmanship i think the best thing about a baseball player is their work ethic and that they're a smart baseball player, but they also respect the game. Forget all talent, right? You can have all the talent in the world, but you can be the worst baseball player. But without practice, you can like strengthen that talent. Right, and it doesn't only have to be physical, right? Because you can still practice mental approaches, you know, that, that mental side of the game. Right. So that's what I that's what I like to preach to the younger guys when I'm here. Less about talent, but more about the mental side of the game and working hard, too, because you obviously right. shared that with our East Boston guys, you know, as, as they came in here and, you know, you were script up, you know, practice plans to kind of have those guys, you know, take their skills to the next level. And clearly we saw that Kamari and I were talking about having, you know, some of the East D guys coming in and, you know, just really sharing what that experience is, what that experience was like. And I obviously have an experience of an interaction with the base um, with Eastie, but I think what's really cool now is how I'm making that connection for so many other people. And I feel like that's a lot of what we're doing too, because, you know, former friends that you've played with are bringing in their kids to come with you on Saturdays Absolutely, and things like yeah. that. And, you know, those are just things that we commonly do on a day-to-day -day basis because we look out for one another, right? right but, yeah. but obviously, above all, that has the base's best interest in mind as well. So, you know, just being able to teach baseball the right way and how we exactly. learn um, is really important. And 
Breon, you know, the same question was asked to you by Kamari. So, you know, if you want to build off of that, you know, whether it's you cheating away from the front desk a little bit to, to going into the cages. <laughs> That's so um, and, and, you know, just sharing, you know, your, your knowledge and wisdom and experience, as Kamari would say. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I would definitely like to leave behind is I'd, I'd like to pass down kind of having fun because once you get older, you get to college, the fun of the fun of it kind of goes away and it becomes like a job. You got to go to practice every day. You got to mm-hmm. hit the weight room. So what I want you to know, even yeah. on game days, you're hitting the weight room. There's like no days and off. You know, it's crazy. I think that's what made me fall in love. Like at that point in my, you know, I feel like as athletes, we did some type of disconnect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As you get older and you grow, I think college was it was a good experience but for me it took the love that i had for the game away because i would i i never experienced basketball as a job mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you never experienced it as you never experienced baseball as a job you never you know what i'm saying so when it when you when it comes in that form it was kind of like a a culture shock to me and i'm just like man what i gotta get up mm-hmm. at 5 a.m to lift weights before I, class at eight i gotta come like, on shower yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like you know what i mean so i definitely i didn't mean to cut you off but i definitely related to, i definitely yeah. i definitely can relate to that definitely agree with that because that's i didn't even play my senior year because same my junior year my grades were like plummeted and i was just like jesus i can't i can't do them both like right. i just me personally i just was one of the people who couldn't do them both so my senior year i decided to just not play and um graduate basically because I, I had to do an extra class on top of that because last year playing I had to drop a class so it was just it was it got crazy so but one hey thing, I started my rap career me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, hey, it's not all bad. It's not all bad in a situation, man. You know? One door closes, another one opens. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Christoph, I know you had questions for the guys here today. So, do you have a question that you could ask to the both of them? What do you think a coach should be doing or teaching to be effective? Wow. Wow. Okay, Christoph. Man, you got a 30-year-old and a 9-year-old body with that question, man. Sheesh. No, nah, but really, because you, you're you a coach now. I know yeah. we all had coaches like, man, if I was a coach of this team, my record would not look like this. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, on the other hand, <laughs> but on, the, on the other hand, you had people like June. You had people like June and, 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 and coaches like Steph and stuff like that. You yeah, me? right. So that's the thing, too, is that a, a lot of coaches – are trying to teach the same thing but just in different ways right for for in order for you to be a great coach or a great teacher you can't just have one style of teaching or coaching you have to try to find a way that the kid knows how to learn from right whether it's audio visually you know observe right observing right some like that right so another thing is is that you also have to you know be consistent in new philosophies and new ways to train or or trying out new method and and, and not to be afraid of trying new things whether if it makes you look dumb or not Mm -hmm. you know for example like you could have one drill that everybody every coach does right is it's a very common drill let's just say side toss right but also being able to do something different, whether it's like throwing a ball above their head and letting it fall, like just trying new ways to develop the player and and constantly looking for new ways to develop yourself, not just the player as well. Absolutely. No, I, I think that that's, you know, one great takeaway from effective coaching. And I definitely feel like with, with kids nowadays, more than maybe when, when we were players, 
I feel like you do have to do that adaptation like a little mm-hmm. bit, especially you know after COVID and things like that. People relate to things differently. Right. Um, the mental approach and focus is definitely something that's more out there now compared mm-hmm. to you know when when we were kids. Not saying that that it wasn't as important then, but it just wasn't talked about as much. You know, it was just mm-hmm. oh get it together and, and you know go get that rep. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that that those are things that you have to you know, pay attention to. And Brian, anything that, that you'd like to add to that to answer Christoph's question about effective coaching? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I feel like an effective coach needs to be able to change due to the student in front of them because um, everybody doesn't learn the same way. So some people, you got to be goofy. Some people, mm-hmm. you got to give them an extra push and be a little aggressive. It's like you guys got to know your player. And I think that's what makes an effective coach is knowing his players and everybody on his staff. No. I think also being authentically you is For is sure. the most important thing not trying to mirror other coaches so much yeah try their methods out and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but staying true to you and your philosophy in the sense of just like for example like what Breon said being goofy if you're a goofy person if you have a great sense of humor sure okay you don't got to be you know a hardo the entire time yeah leave those for the real hardos yeah you know what i mean so no absolutely and there's just like so much i've actually learned with getting the opportunity to coach it at the high school level and i'm still such a young coach i still have so much to learn so i'd be lying to Mm -hmm. you if you know we won a city championship and i tell you it was the best coach in the world because there were things that i learned you know playing yaki that i picked up from like you or cal and Mm -hmm. just like you guys's approach to the game and that's obviously you know a bigger credit to you guys having the experience that you had you obviously played some professional ball cal obviously played some professional ball and we'll be able to talk about that in a few minutes but I think, you know, just like you guys said, being able to relate to kids and something that, that you said, Brian, is not changing who you are and, and just being there for, for, you know, a lot of the players. And, you know, I've, I think there's a lot of kids that can look at you as just a coach and just as a coach, but I feel like the most effective way to coach is to have that personal relationship. And, yeah, you know, key. a lot of the kids at the boys uh, at the East Boston High School, I've known when I was a team director at the Boys and Girls Club. So, you know, I really took, you know, a lot of pride in, in a lot of what I did because I've seen these kids grow up from eight years old, nine years old, all the way up to 17, 18 years old. And I really feel like and that's why you guys see me, you know, taking kids back and forth in February and March before the season starts just to, you know, get that working because I don't think that kids shouldn't get the opportunity if they just couldn't get from point A to point B. If I'm going there and you have the time and you want to make a sacrifice too, let's both make that sacrifice and let's do it together. But Kamara, you obviously took on took on a new coaching role this year. Maybe not by choice, but you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some things that you know you really picked up to you know be an effective coach to Ian and your guys? It's crazy because being a coach, the biggest thing I noticed was. It's like kind of like being a manager. Like I had to manage all these different personalities. You know what I mean? And managing the personalities got me more familiar with myself because you know what I mean? I, I had to react to each kid different. Like Ian, I have to pull him to the side and say, yo, listen, bro, you're not playing good right now, but now you got to turn it on. Where I have a kid that's wild, like KJ, like, what are you doing? Get, get to the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he'll hear that and he's turned up and wired, ready to uh-huh. go. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But if I did that to Ian, it'll make him retract and go into a shell. You know what I mean? I so that's key. Yeah. Knowing your different personnel it, it was very important. Like you can't 
Like Jordan knows who Jordan. They know who they can yell at for an error and who they can't yell at. They yeah. know who they have to have a conversation with. You to know, the side. exactly. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. even not, and I'm not even talking about game situations. There's some kids that you gotta pull to the side after practice and have a conversation with them because they can't be out in front of everybody because it does too much to their self esteem. So for me as a coach, it was more so understanding that everybody uh, reacts to things differently, and it was up to me as a coach to learn what works for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I'm sorry, Chris. I kind of want to build off of what he's saying because that is so true. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times. When it comes to the college level and pro level, you don't see that. None of all none, that. Oh, that's that out matter. the window. Yeah, that don't that's matter. Out the that's the difference between man. coaching little kids and getting yeah, kids that you expect yeah, to know what to do right away. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it comes yeah. down now to emotional maturity at that age. It's like, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. You can literally. Go. Yeah. When, when did you When did you begin to really realize that, Jordan? And obviously, you know, you could have seen like shine, shines of that, you know, throughout playing with the base and maybe in high school and things like that, but. I'm sure, you know, between all the traveling and play that you've had, you know, was there a point where you were just like, man, this dude don't give it. And oh, I yeah. need to I need to make a change regardless. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, That that happened when I ended up at a college of St. Joseph's in Vermont for my last two years there, my junior oh, and my senior year. Oh, yeah. My coach was he was a um he was I know he was a, a, a Cincinnati Reds, I think area scout might have been. I forget. But I know he he had some ties to you know to pro ball and done a lot of recruiting uh, recruiting in the New York area you know tri-state area and basically they relaunched the baseball team at the college after like an eight-year hiatus back in like 2015 2014 around the 2014 2015 and he recruited about 30 plus kids all for a fresh new baseball program and he was like (laughs) oh the crazy thing is is that we all had like a love-hate relationship Mm -hmm. i feel like because i think he definitely brought a lot of wisdom and baseball experience that definitely helped me out as well and i'm pretty sure a bunch of other kids but he did not care what you thought about him whatsoever he did not care whatsoever (laughs) but because of his style of coaching, you know, that year we went to the quarter semis, we lost, same group of kids, maybe some new ones. The following year, we won a national championship. Oh, wow. You know? So I think it's really about emotional maturity and adversity. It's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there, complain, and like, you know, groan about it? Or are you going to take it and make the adjustment? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, so. that, that's great for, for you sharing that. And, Christoph, I know you had something mm-hmm. to say as Jordan was speaking. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to build on to what Coach K was saying about personalities. Because mm-hmm. I feel like once you discover, like, new friends or new student athletes that you may coach, you open up new doors to yourself and your own personality. Like, if you find someone, like, who's goofy, you might find yourself that you're a little like him, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Christoph. and Christoph, man, I didn't know you get down like hey, this. I'm no. telling you, Christoph gets down like this every single Wednesday. That's a fact. That's why I'm over here looking for the scripts and stuff, man. He ain't got ah, nothing. It's all up here. It's all organic. It is, but absolutely. it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Cause Christoph, we didn't start off like that, right? And That's so I awesome. have a question. I have a question for Coach Jordan. Coach Jordan, Christoph, when he came to the base, he started off with you, and you was his coach. 
Yeah. How how was it? How it's a question for both of you guys, Kristoff. How was it having Jordan as a coach and Jordan? How was it coaching coaching Kristoff? And hold on, before you answer that question, <laughs> when Kristoff started baseball training here this winter, I'm pretty sure that this was in one of our first four or five episodes. Kristoff emphasized what you really focused on. It was discipline. Yeah. So that word has been engraved in his head because yeah. of you. Yeah. So, yeah. so I just wanted you guys to build on that with that question. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that coaching kids, you know, that are around Kristoff's age is so different to coaching kids that are 15, 16 plus because you already have the expectation of them being mature and focused and disciplined in their work. The younger kids, they're all over the place. You know, their brains are going at a million miles an, an hour, hour. <laughs> right? One moment they're swinging, the next moment they want to feel that the same. It's like, dude, relax. <laughs> yeah. So I've always gone discipline, right? Staying focused uh, on the drill, staying focused at, at, at swinging, staying focused at fielding the ball. Whatever it is that you're doing, focus to the T get it done then you move on to the next thing don't try to do too many things or so many things at the same time and with Kristoff, you know i saw definitely the potential that he has i mean i was like yeah this kid has a really good swing you know but when it came to fielding you know he i feel like he kind of lacked the confidence a little bit so i made sure that i was serious with him but then i also gave him some positive reinforcement at the same time you know to make him to feel more confident in his fielding so there, you know, we try to work and build and build and build. Oh, um, I have gotten better from you. Oh, 100. <laughs> let him know. Hey, Christophe, oh, let him know. Me. Let him but, know. Trust me. Uh, believe me. There was a there was a point where, right, so when, when I started back in, like, October. And Christophe, I was always frustrated with Christophe on defense. Like, Christophe, you got to focus. Get the glove down. Because I would repeat 100 times. And he'd come back out doing the same thing. So I'm like, it's all right. You know, eventually, I just got to keep repeating and then one day, like six, eight months later, right, which was like a couple, maybe like a yeah. month or two ago, he came back fielding everything. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> when did this You're happen? You're like, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, what What happened? You getting some work outside of the base? What's going on? I ain't know none of this. He definitely is. No, yeah, hey, that's hey. Thanks to dad, right? Yeah, hey Christoph, how would you say, how would you say Coach Jordan is as a coach? Like, what would, you, what, what, what would your views be like? What is his strengths as a coach? What is his weaknesses as a coach? Don't hold back. You know, Give me some feedback, Christoph. You know, we like to... Hey, hey Breon, I, I, get your fingers, Capo. Yeah, we coming. I'm coming, I'm coming for you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shook, little shook. Go ahead, Christoph. How's, how's, how's Coach Jordan as a coach? The positive things about him? Yeah. He's hard, but at the same time, he's like, oh, but I'll, I'll give you some positive reinforcement. Like you said, like, oh, you got to keep your glove down. But it's okay. You'll get it next time. You'll get it. Yeah. So he's like hard. He's hard on you yeah. first, but he's sour first, then sweet. sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, and that's sweet. And I feel like that's. I think that's gonna make you grow into um, uh, a better athlete, and um, you can take criticism. You're coachable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can. You can take that. Right, Not a lot yeah. of kids your age can do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and where and especially in the age of sports where parents are so heavily involved and always want to critique stuff that coaches do. You know what I mean? So for you to be able to sit there and go through that, I commend you. But now, moving on to Breon. Breon? <laughs> Breon. Oh. So I see you working out with the girls. And everybody knows when I was here working people out, the girls were my favorite. How was it, how was it 
Training the boys and the girls. The, the girls work harder. Let's go one hundred percent. I'll be real. The girls are more focused. Okay. They yeah. are one hundred percent more focused. You tell them to do something. Yeah. They they do it. They run like you be like, I right, bring it in. They all run in. They're not playing around throwing the baseball at each other. Like <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The girls are very and nobody's Hollywood. Nobody's Hollywood, right? Nope. They they. They want to learn. That's the one cool thing. The boys want to learn too. Definitely. Like I won't say. I'm definitely not taking that away from it. But they want to learn. They stay quiet. Like they're practicing right now. We can't well, they hear. They want to have a lot like, of practice. That's right. Yeah. Like they're like like you guys said. They're very disciplined, and um, I rock with the girls. No, I mean I feel like those are awesome touching points, and um, a lot of the times throughout the year, like when we had kids training. We have to say no suave, like, because they're all trying to, you know, be real, real smooth, real mm-hmm. cool, you know, when they're making their plays, when they're doing their ground balls. And, you know, that's not like what we want all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when, when you see that, they're more focused on, oh, like, let me pop the, go- pop the ball, like with my glove into my hand and just make it look cool instead of like, okay, like this extra rep is really going to help me when it mm-hmm. comes to a ground ball up the middle or, yep. or something, you know, to that nature. And, you know, there's always instances where, you know, that's more effective sometimes when it's not. But, um, Brian, just to the same question that, that, you know, we asked to Jordan, you know, was there a coach, you know, that really made you um, kind of like fall out of love with, with the game at all? So I wouldn't say there was a coach, but I just noticed that I, what, baseball wasn't where I wanted my life to go because once you're waking up at 5 a.m., and you're hitting the gym and you're still going to practice and everything, you kind of like wake up like this is not, that's what I didn't want to do for the rest of my life. But now I'm doing music, I'm waking up early, I'm going to the gym, yep. I'm going to the studio. It's just a different type of motivation. Fun fact, Breon works out with the lights off. Fun oh fact. <laughs> yes, I do. It's, I don't know why I like working out in the dark. It's, Bro, what? It's mad super. <laughs> hey, whatever gets it done, right? Yo, I, whole... It's still a bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> it, it don't change. No, that, that's that's Breon's routine mm-hmm. whenever, whenever we're in here on, on a Friday. So mm-hmm. I, I get I get that iPad take over the door. Breon does his thing <laughs> real quick. Yep. But, you know, you guys coming in here now, you know, Jordan, you came a little bit earlier in the year and Breon, was it this, this just January, February you just yeah. came on? No, but Breon back 2019 when we, yeah, when we yeah. first moved here, he was yeah. here. Breon was here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, he took his little hiatus and bro made a comeback. You know what I mean? So, no, of course, you know, just, this is just for both of you guys. You know, what, what are some things that, you know, coming here working that are different from, you know, when you were training the base, you know, we heard Anthony in our last episode talk about, you know, the, the real student first approach and things like that. Um, what are some things that you could say that the base is really focusing on to help improve our student athletes in different ways that we've done before? Oh, man, I think the biggest thing is uh, is the college exposure yes. and the career exposure like mm-hmm. that is consistent and frequent. But also it, it's a it's a good balance between the education and the baseball. Like, yes, the education is first, but we still want to win. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that is really cool. I think that is, like, these kids should not be taking that for granted. Because when they're doing those exposures, yeah, I may not be able to get anything out of the college exposures because I've already graduated. But when it comes to the, 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 the networking with the professionals in different industries, oh, you bet I'm there. Absolutely. Right? Because, you know, I'm at the age where... I can find a, a, a greater opportunity in another job or or excel in, at what I'm doing already by network with someone uh, or one of those professionals. So I think it's really cool that at the age that these guys are at, 
graduating high school or going to graduate high school that they getting that college exposure but then at the same time they're also getting exposure to different job industries so they get to look at what colleges they like and then where they might want to work by building connections early on and being prepared when they graduate because some people they don't have these opportunities but at mm-hmm. the same time some people they just take it for granted they say like oh isn't this regular like like oh this is so easy yeah people mm-hmm. they don't get those opportunities they have to fight fight for that small that um spot in that college absolutely right. you're right christoph 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah i definitely agree i agree with um Everything, not even just outside of baseball, having this, having this safe haven to come to to work out every day, is something that um, I love about the base and how moving from the last base to this one, it's so much bigger, so much more space, so much we could do. It's 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 honestly it's beautiful and um, everything outside of baseball, like Jordan was touching on, is is honestly perfect. Like when I graduated, when I graduated high school, I was like, uh, I was like, mom, how how, how how do I pay bills? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. Like, I never I never paid a bill while I was inside high school. And then she was like, "Don't worry, they're gonna find you. You don't gotta worry about that. <laughs> they're definitely gonna find you." So like, they having they have so much more exposure, so much so much space to work out, and then I and I just love it, and I hope that they can keep grinding every day. That's awesome, guys. This has been an awesome conversation to this point. Just before we wrap up the episode. Um, we obviously have Christoph sitting here with us. You know, what would just, you know, some words of advice that you guys would share to somebody, not even just Christoph, but somebody his age that's listening to this podcast right now. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, whether if it's baseball or gardening or even drones, right? Whatever it is, focus on it, you know, move with intention. Um, make sure that you have a passion for hustle it and, never give up. and hustle and never give mm-hmm. up exactly until you get there and even if you don't get there at least you can say that you gave it your all and then now you can focus on another passion exactly it's okay to change the plan but don't change the goal mm-hmm. exactly i say one thing i'd say is definitely experience i've done a whole lot of random stuff just by saying yes to people like i went to a I was in a Disney acting school, like for Disney <laughs> Channel, and I did the I whole thing that. for, like, I did it for, like, free almost just because I said yes to somebody who introduced me to the, like, president of the school. So, like, experience and go out. And I, like, now I'd be, like, I'd be acting. Like, I yeah. was in a movie. I, um, uh. yeah, I've done, like, um, little small interviews and shows, but, like, nothing really huge, just around Boston, but, like, that like opened my mind to like the acting world. So one thing, one thing I always say is experience. Say yes. Don't be afraid to say yes. Take risks. Yes. That's, right. that's awesome. Guys, that's going to wrap things up on this episode of Jumping Bases. <laughs> we'll see you guys real soon. Peace out.